Welcome back to another episode of Vicarious Resilience, where you can learn specific skills to help you face difficult struggles or just daily life. I'm your host, Danette Honish. I'm a registered clinical counselor, and I've been fortunate enough to have someone join me for today's episode. My guest is a young man named Luke. He has high-functioning autism, and he's here to talk about his elementary school experience that was filled with being teased and taunted, and over time how he practiced some skills and things really turned around for him. See if you can identify how many different skills, attitudes, and techniques Luke used to help him get through. We'll review them at the end, and you can see if you got them all. Here we go. Okay, so you started kindergarten or prep in Australia when you were five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, five years old. And uh, so tell me about kindergarten in Australia. Did it, like, generally speaking, how did it go for you? It was pretty fun. Uh, I made a good friend there that I'm still friends with today. And, yeah, that's basically all I remember. And when you came to Canada and you – so you were roughly six when you came to Canada? Yeah, six, around there. Okay, and you went to kindergarten again. You started kindergarten in Canada. Yeah. Tell me what that was like. It was difficult, if I'm being honest. Uh, I had a crush on this girl, and people found out later in the year. We weren't exactly being stealthy about it, you know? Okay, and how did people react? Uh, teasing. That's when I first was teased. Grade K. And you said that's when you were first teased. Is yeah. that something that continued for you? It's something that continued for years. And years. What would people tease you about? Uh, first of all, it was me liking this girl that I was, that was in my class. They would get me agitated on grounders, dodgeball, whatever, for their own entertainment. Later, it was just anything to get me mad. For them, it was like entertainment and a a game to try and get you mad? Yeah. Okay, and when you got mad, what did it look like? Uh, First of all, it was me just wanting to hit them. And then it involves to me chasing them and wanting to hurt them badly. So it sounds like that was, uh, it was entertainment for them, but it wasn't fun for you at all. No, I was crying most of the time when I was uh, angry. When you were uh, reacting, like did they, would they stop when they saw you reacting? No, not really. Tell me how a scenario would go. Like, give me an example. Uh, well, one time I remember they got me really mad, and the entire class tried to like hold me down so I wouldn't murder the person who made me mad. And I was so mad that I actually punched someone in the face, which tried to stop me. Okay, and did you end up getting in trouble for that? I believe I got a stern talk from the teacher. 
Okay, what about the other student? Did they get uh, a stern talking to as well? I have absolutely no clue. I think the entire class did. How long did the teasing go on for you? How many years did it go on? Uh, five? Well, grade seven was the last time I really got mad. So seven off and on through the latter half of elementary. I'm thinking that school was maybe not a very fun place for you to be. Yeah, it wasn't. It was something I didn't want to go to. Right. How did it change over time? I think people matured and I learned to deal with my anger issues a bit. How did you learn how to control your anger? Uh, mostly just ignoring them, at least trying to ignore them. Okay, is that something that someone taught you to do, or is it something that you just kind of figured out on your own? Or It's something teachers kept on telling me to do, like, ignore them, ignore them, ignore them. But it was hard to. Yeah, so, and, and you hear that a lot, teachers uh, saying to just ignore kids and that, yeah. are, that are teasing you. But, you know, when you're, when they're doing things that are hurtful, it's pretty hard to ignore somebody. So yeah. when you were able to, why do you think, like, how was it that you were able to try that time? I don't know. But one time you tried and you saw that it, it worked? It was gradual. Okay, so they had been teasing you, and then one time you tried ignoring them, and then they kind of kept going, but the amount of teasing diminished over time? Yeah. First few times I kind of lost it, but then I got better and better. So when you were in grade seven, you said that was kind of the last time that you were teased? One of the last times. And so... How did things change for you after the teasing stopped? Well, I was, the teasing had a permanent effect on me. Throughout my entire elementary years, I was by myself walking around the school mostly because I didn't really trust anyone in my class. That went on into high school and grade eight. So when I was in grade eight, I had no friends whatsoever. Sounds pretty lonely. It was. At some point, you started making friends. Yeah. Is it that you started to trust people or give them a chance? Or is it just that other people were more accepting of you? How did that, how did that go? I think it was people being more accepting of me and me just embracing who I am, kind of. Embracing who you are. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, who are you? I am a weird autistic person who is crazy and loves to play a flute. Yeah, that sounds it. Um, because I've actually known you for a while. Yeah. And, and I know you pretty well, too, I think. And so when you say crazy, you mean it in a good way. Yeah, a very good way. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about the good way. Uh, I'm crazy of how now I trust people. When you started uh, hanging out with people in your class, um, how old were you then? I never really started hanging out with people in my class. The only person I hanged out with 
with my good friend now. Okay, what about uh, when you started hanging out with people in your school? That was grade eight, latter half of the year. And how did that make a difference for you? It made a big difference. I finally had a friend who had other friends, so I could potentially get more friends that way. And so that idea of sort of like finding a group of people that you could hang out with yeah, uh, made the difference from you walking around by yourself all the time and feeling lonely and not liking school. How, how do you feel about school now? I love it. Yeah. I miss it. What, what parts do you uh, like the most? Uh, I love band class. I love uh, block and speed. I love hanging out with my friends. I love school in general now. All right. What about uh, connection with teachers? Do you have a good connection with your teachers? Yeah. My teachers like me. I like my teachers. If you were to be talking to someone who was six or seven years old, like the younger version of yourself. Yeah. If you could go back in time and you could give yourself advice, what advice might you give? I'll tell my younger self simply never give up. Explain that a little bit. Uh, it's derived from my favorite quote by Winston Churchill, but it's also really good life advice, just okay. in general. And if you were, if you were to talk to the the lonely kid who is walking around the hallways at the beginning of grade eight, what would you say to him? I would ask, hey, do you want to be friends? You look lonely. So you'd reach out to him and, and try to make a difference in his life. Yeah. Cool. What do you want to do with your life once you graduate from high school? Where do you see yourself in five years? Teaching or being extremely broke in, your, in university? Either way. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm going to wish you luck with that. Thank you so much for allowing me to, uh, to interview you and for sharing some of your experiences with the rest of the world. Thanks. Thanks. It was Talk a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. When I thought about my conversation with Luke, I thought about how it took a lot of guts for him to be so open and honest about being teased and taunted in elementary school and how hard that must have been but also how much strength he had to get through it and how he wants other people to learn from that experience. Vicarious resilience is about learning the skills that have worked for others and trying them for ourselves. It's also about sharing what works for us so we can help other people. Each individual doesn't need to figure these skills out for themselves. Let's add to each other's toolbox. The skills and strategies that I heard Luke talk about was that he learned to stop reacting to the teasing and the taunting, and he learned how to control his anger. I know he said it was really hard, it wasn't an easy thing to do, and it took time practicing it, but eventually it did work. You don't have control over how people treat you, but you do have control over how you react to it, and that's an important thing to learn. When Luke learned how to control his anger, then those other kids, they didn't have control over him anymore. 
Over time, he found a group of kids that gave him a chance, and he learned to trust them. Now he has a group of people to hang out with, and life got a whole lot better. And if he could go back in time and give himself some advice, he'd tell himself never give up. And he'd also reach out to that kid that might be going through a difficult time just like he was. These are real skills that have been tried. So if you identify with Luke, give them a try yourself. Maybe you're going to add your own part to the skills and that's going to help somebody else. This is Vicarious Resilience. I'm Danette Honish, a registered clinical counselor. Thanks for listening.